Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 132. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church, where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and a Christian life. So this podcast is put together each week to help our church and folks in our church and friends of our church who maybe are wrestling with a question and you wouldn't necessarily hear an answer for it in a morning message, a Bible study, or even in Sunday school. So we try to address those questions here on the podcast. So today we're going to look at a question that really has to do with the Christian life, and it has to do with an aspect of the Christian life that you may know or I may know, but we really don't know how to gain access to it because there are times when we really need this to happen in our lives. We're told that it's there, how do we gain access to it? So here's the question we're going to look at today. How can we rely on the power of God? How can we rely on the power of God? For most of us as believers, we understand that we have been empowered, that the power of God is available to us, But if you were to ask the typical Christian how to rely on the power of God in their life, most of us don't really have an answer or a response to that. We don't really know. We maybe hear some things or repeat something that some preacher said, but we really don't know what the Scripture teaches about that. So today we're going to look at that issue, and here's how we're going to approach it. First of all, We're going to, first of all, talk about the reality that you and I are empowered for living. We have been empowered for living by God. And then we're going to just address the question with how to rely on that power, relying on that power. So let's talk about the fact that we have been empowered for living. And I've got seven things I want to point out here, seven things that you might not be aware of but seven things that we're going to see from the scripture that tell us about the fact that you and I are empowered. The first one is recognize that you have been empowered to live your life. You and I need to recognize that we have been empowered to live our lives in this world. Here's what Peter writes in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. What Peter is saying here is that God's divine power has given you and I everything that we need that pertains to living our lives as well as for our godliness, that is, our walk with Christ. So the first thing I want you to see is recognize that you've been empowered to live your life. Here's the second thing I want you to see. The Holy Spirit is the source of empowerment. You and I need to understand that when we talk about being empowered for living, 
when we talk about what Peter says, the divine power, we are actually talking about the Holy Spirit. He is the source of empowerment in your life. Listen to what Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. All of these three things, power, love, sound mind, they refer to the Spirit of God who has empowered us, who has empowered us. Here's the third thing. It is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Listen to what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 20. That the God of our Father, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places." So here, Paul is making it very clear that he wants God to open our eyes to the reality that you and I have been empowered with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him in the heavenlies. When you go over to Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10, you really see Paul's desire now concerning that power that raised Jesus from the dead. Listen to what he writes. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. The NIV says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. So here we see that this power is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Here's the fourth thing I want you to understand about you and I being empowered for life. His power is working in your life. See, this is what a lot of believers don't understand. They don't understand that the power that they're wanting to learn to rely on is already working in their lives. Listen to what Paul writes again in Ephesians, this time in chapter 3, verse 20. It's a doxology. He's communicating a truth here. Listen to what he says. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So Paul here is acknowledging God who's able to do beyond what we ask or think or dream because of the power that's already at work in our lives. Fifth thing I want you to see here is that his power strengthens you for life. His power strengthens you for life. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. Listen to what Paul writes. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. It is God through this power of the Holy Spirit working in your life that strengthens you. 
And then the next thing I want you to see is, is that his power keeps you for salvation, keeps you for salvation. Listen to what Peter writes in first chapter one, verse five, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You and I are being kept right now until salvation is finally revealed and are going to be with Jesus in the end. You and I are being kept. And then also Peter writes, and here's my final thing I want you to see about this empowerment. His power allows you to escape the corruption of this world. His power allows you to escape the corruption of this world. Again, let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 1. We've already read verse 3. Let's consider verse 4 as well. So let's start with verse 3. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So that power allows you and I to es escape the corruption of this world. That power allows you to stand against temptation, against evil, and do what's right. Now you're saying, okay, George, that's great, wonderful. You've given me a, an understanding about that power. But the question is, is how can I rely on that power? Because you might be listening and say, well, George, you know, I already, I already knew some of these things. I want to know how can I live my life to rely on that power? And I want to point out three things here that will help you and I as we move to rely on that power. Okay, three things. The first one is allow your faith to rest on what you know. Allow your faith to rest on what you know. Listen to what the psalmist writes in Psalm 105, verses 4 through 5. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his mighty works which he has done, his wonders and judgments of his mouth. So here he's talking about seeking God's strength for your life, which is relying on that power. And what you do as you're seeking it is, is you remember what God has done. Remember how God used his power in your life before. Remember how God brought you through that crisis. Remember how God used his power in the Old and New Testament to help other believers. So what you want to do is allow your faith to rest on what you know. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. And this might shock some of you because this seems almost impossible to do. But here it is. Embrace your weakness. Embrace your weakness. Suck up your pride. Embrace your weakness. Nobody wants to admit that they're weak, but if you're going to rely upon the strength of God in your life, you're going to have to do that. Why do you say that, George? Well, if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it's really verses 7 through 10. We're going to focus on verse 9. Paul's talking about dealing with an issue in his life that he wanted God to remove from him. And God told him he didn't, wasn't going to remove it, but here's what he said. Verse 9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I would... Rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest 
upon me. Did you hear what he's saying? God is basically saying to Paul, Paul, my strength is perfected in your life when you recognize your weakness. When you recognize it's not you, it's me who has to work through you to get you through this difficulty, to get you through this struggle. So you got to embrace your weakness. Here's the third and final thing I want you to see about relying on the power of God in your life. Pray and continue to pray. That's it. Pray and continue to pray. Listen to what Luke records in the 11th chapter, verse 13. These are the words of Jesus. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You need empowerment in your life in a situation? Pray and continue to pray. And ask him because you know that God is going to respond to you. That's how you rely on the power of God in your life. Now, let's wrap this up. You and I, we live our lives day to day. We face situations we can't handle. And we want to cry out to God to strengthen us. We want to cry out to him for the power to face the things that we face. What's the key thing that needs to happen? You need to have faith that the empowerment has already taken place in your life. It's already working to accomplish what it needs to accomplish in your life. And you need to pray, God, strengthen me. I'm trusting in you. Help me because I'm weak and I need you. That's how you reply on the power of God in your life. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. Well, you're saying, okay, George, how do I get those questions to you? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. You can call us here at the church, 814-236-1622. Just simply leave a message and say, hey, George, here's a question. Can you answer the question for me? You can also contact us through the church webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Just simply go to the contact page. You'll see a form there. Fill out that form. It'll submit an email to us, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. If you're on Facebook, you just simply need to go to facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to like the page so that you can keep up with what's happening on the page. But you can direct message us or write on the wall, and we'll be able to see what your question is. Now, next week, we're going to look at an issue that's kind of tied into this issue of relying on God for his power in our lives, because we talked about this issue. We talked about the issue of faith. Well, you might be saying, well, you know, George, I sometimes struggle with my faith. Well, here's the question we're going to look at next week. Why do so many people struggle with a lack of faith? Why do so many people struggle with a lack of faith? Until next week, take care.